This is the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose, teaching influencers and bloggers how to become successful entrepreneurs. This is episode 118 of the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose. Today, I'm going to give you 12 working from home tips that are going to help you with your productivity and also helping to train your family. Because honestly, when you're working from home, that is part of the issue always. Before we dive into that, though, I just want to take the time to thank you all. I know many of you were following along with us watching um, Instagram stories or following along on Facebook with everything that was going on with Influencer Entrepreneurs Academy here in Charlotte a couple weeks ago. We appreciate your support so much. We are pleased to announce that tickets for next year are already available. We will be having Influencer Entrepreneurs Academy here in Charlotte again next year. It was a raving success this year, so we might as well keep the tradition going. It will be March 31st through April 2nd here in Charlotte of 2020. So if you missed out this last time because maybe you found out about the conference too late or you wanted to see how it was going to go off, make sure to get your tickets ahead of time. We do are offering right now early bird prices. So make sure that you grab those before prices go up. If you are not one for conferences, this is definitely a conference for you. It is perfect for introverts. We give you the opportunity to really get to know the other attendees as well as apply the strategies that are being taught at while you're actually at the conference and putting it into practice into your business. So I hope that I will see you next year. I was so pleased with seeing so many wonderful faces from our community. It's fabulous to be able to put a name to a face if I hadn't already met many of you um, and to be able to see many of you that have become dear friends to me. So let's dive into 12 working from home tips so that we can make sure that we are moving our businesses forward as the year progresses. The very first thing that I want to recommend is that you actually have a dedicated workspace. When we first moved down from New York to Charlotte and I was working from home, I wasn't teaching anymore, I didn't have a space for myself. I just grabbed my laptop and I kind of worked wherever I was. It was in the kitchen table. It might have been on the couch. The problem became that there really were no boundaries as far as mom's working. And at that time, Avery, my youngest, was at home. She was only three at that time. So she didn't totally, of course, understand the whole idea of behind mommy's working. So it became an issue, not only for when she was home, but also when then my husband and my older daughter were home. It just having that space that is yours, where you in your own mentality know that when you sit down, you're going to get work done makes a huge difference. Plus, it's that space that your family needs to see. Half of the problem I feel with a lot of women that are working from home is you have to have some sort of understanding with your family. And you're going to have to have that conversation with them and communicate what it is that you expect. We're going to dive a little bit further into that 
aspect, but for the time being, I want you to try to figure out a space for yourself. Whether you could pull up, um, get just a desk or something for your, maybe in your bedroom, or maybe there's somewhere in your house that it would work. When we first moved into our house down here in North Carolina, we had a space that when you first walk into the house, we had made it into a playroom. Not very large, but Avery was three and one were trampsing up and down the stairs trying to get to a playroom. And we had set up a bonus room as like a movie room, which didn't really make any sense considering we're not really huge movie fans, but my husband was convinced we needed a movie room. When I started to realize that I didn't have my own dedicated space and it was becoming an issue with me getting frustrated with family and with work in general, we transformed the smaller room that was the girls' playroom into my office and the bonus room that was a movie room which was just ridiculous turned into a playroom that the girls absolutely loved they had their own space there was no reason to have toys every place they were downstairs now they could just have a huge space in order for themselves so find that dedicated space if you can all right my second tip is Nothing, I think, out of the ordinary, but it can, it definitely makes a huge difference. And that's to get dressed for the day. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you can't wear your yoga pants, but I would tell you that if you are dressed like you were going to be going out of the office or out to, let's say, if you worked as a former teacher, like I did, um, it just sets that mindset of you're going to work. You're not in your pajamas. You're not just hanging around the house on the weekend. You're dressed and ready for the day as if you're going to be seeing clients or if you're going to be live streaming, let's say. That just puts you in a different mentality when you get dressed. All right, the next one is actually an app. So the Pomodoro app is something where you're able to set it so that you have a time for 30 minutes and then you take a short break afterwards. This way, the time that you are focused is laser focused and you're able to take that break right afterwards, take a deep breath, maybe get a glass of water, whatever it might be to come back to know that you're going to have another 30 minutes where you're going to be laser focused getting your work done. Now, to go along with the Pomodoro app, there is also the Focus at Will app. And this Focus at Will, the way that this one works is it's actually music that is meant for keeping you focused. All different playlists that are scientifically proven to increase your focus while you are working. So that is another great app that you can use. Now, Another tip to go along with this is because Focus at Will, you're listening to music, you have earbuds in. Earbuds are another great tip that even if you're not listening to music, to just have them in. What I have found is that when I have my earbuds in, my girls assume that I am working. I am not meant to be interrupted. And we had to have a conversation about this. So that is another tip for you is that you need to make sure what to set the family expectations for your work time. If there are certain clues that you can give them that you are at work, then they are less likely to interrupt and make sure to respect the time that you are working. 
So earbuds is one of the signals for my family. My earbuds are in, I'm clearly working, and I can't be interrupted at that time. I know, For others, I know that possibly having the door closed to your office might be the case. Now, I don't have a door on my office, so I can't do that. But I know that others definitely have set it up so that if their door is closed, they are working. As many of you know, my husband is also a teacher, or I shouldn't say also because I'm no longer a teacher, but he is a teacher. So he is home over the summers. And the summer is definitely a time where it can get challenging. Not only are the girls home, but he's also home and he's always looking to go do something fun. So kind of being able to set, listen, these are the office hours and this is what I'm going to be working sets us up for less stress, less of him getting frustrated with me that I am working. So this next tip is to make sure that you set aside your work time, the time where you cannot be interrupted and it's going to just have that expectation not only for yourself, but also for your family. Now with for yourself, this is also a time that you need to make sure that you're not planning dentist appointments or eye doctor appointments, or if you have kids at home play dates, that those hours that you do have in which you're going to be able to set up possibly office hours for yourself, you need to make sure that you are home and really taking advantage of the time that you have given yourself. So I have a tendency of liking my day to be, especially during the school year, I go from 10 to about 3, which is the time I can get the girls out in the morning, I can do my morning routine, whether it's working out, whether it's walking the dog, whatever it might be, and then getting to my desk by 10. Then I am done by about 3 so that I can pick up my girls and it's the end of the day. Now, that's not to say I'm not checking my cell phone later on at night, maybe when the girls are reading or watching their shows, but my office hours where I'm sitting in front of my desk, I'm in my workspace, are during those times. Setting those times for yourself, even if you have little ones at home, saying that maybe from 10 to 12, that's when you're going to attempt to get work done. And I know that when you have little ones, it's not as easy to say, okay, 10 to 12, no interruptions. We know that if you have a two-year-old, it's not going to go down that easy. You're probably going to have to have little pockets of time where maybe they'll start playing by themselves for a good 20 minutes, maybe using blocks or something of that nature. So using the time that you do have, whether it's that 10 to 12 time and you get a couple pockets here and there when your younger ones are maybe napping or just playing by themselves peacefully, knowing what you're going to put into place as far as the work that you're going to be doing during those pockets of times that you do get. Now, a tip that I have for you to help with this, especially if you have little ones at home, and I still actually do this even though my little ones are not that little anymore and they are off at school all day, is I actually write out a task list for the week. What are the projects that I'm going to be focusing on so that I can just go down my task list and be able to make sure that I check those off? Now, if you're home with a little one and you only end up with pockets of time, I would take a look at the activities or the tasks that you're writing down and know how much time those tasks take you. This way, if you get 10 minutes, you can pop in maybe posting to Instagram. Or if you get 30 minutes, maybe you're going to be able to write out an email to your list. 
knowing what those tasks are that you're going to get done for the week. Now, some of these tasks might be repetitive. Maybe every single day you are going to be going into Pinterest and manually pinning, or maybe once a week you're doing it. However your activities kind of work, but I need you to kind of really know what are the priorities. And I actually will put my list in order from top priority moving on down. The reason that I do this is because my other tip for you is to know what you are trying to focus on. What is your one thing? So if you haven't read the book, The One Thing by Jay Papson and Gary Keller, I would highly recommend it. It's a great book. It's definitely a read where you need to focus. But in this book, he talks about the idea that if you can figure out what your one thing is, it'll start to knock down the rest of the dominoes. Everything in your business will start moving forward. If you can start to focus on that and then look at those tasks that you have and prioritize them towards helping you hit your one thing, you're going to know what can kind of, if you don't have enough time in the week, can get moved on to the next week. But you're going to make sure that you're focusing on those things that you have on that task list that are prioritized in order so that you can get those done first and foremost. So let me give you an example with this one. I know that engaging with my list is important. The first thing that I write down every single week is to email my list Monday morning. That is when my email goes out to all of you. It's often to let you know there's a new podcast episode that's come out because that's when I release my podcast episodes. So that's where I am making sure that I'm prioritizing that list. Very first one, It's going to be emailing my list on Mondays. I will also always put down to promote the podcast episode pretty much right below it. And then I'll start kind of putting together my list of things that I need to get done for the week, whether it's scheduling be live broadcasts so that I can train inside my groups, or if it's the podcast episode that I'm looking to record, if it's interview, I need to make sure I get the questions done. It all depends upon where you are in your business and what you're trying to accomplish. If you've been blogging for five years and maybe you're looking to diversify now and you're trying to come up with an idea of a product or you're putting together a product for your audience that they you know that they are asking for, and if you're not sure about product ideas, make sure you go back to last to a couple weeks ago episode where we talked a lot more about all of the different ideas of products that you could possibly sell to your audience. But if you are focusing on that portion, then maybe you're prioritizing that above filling up Tailwind or posting to Facebook. So really taking a look at your business and where you can start to focus in on the things that you need to get done. Okay. So another great one, which I am not always very good at, which many of you, if you are inside my membership site or work with me through masterminds know, is that to turn off the online distractions. So not having 75 windows open. I'm definitely not always that great at this one. I have a habit of having lots of different windows open. But when you are really laser focused on maybe writing your content, not having Facebook open so that you get stuck into the the rabbit hole of Facebook, really taking a look at how you can make sure that your focus is on the task at hand. 
Now to go along with this is another tip is to turn your phone so that it doesn't give you any notifications. So it's on do not disturb. Now I have a funny story about this and it's kind of a little embarrassing. And it also shows that I'm clearly not tech savvy. So I have an iPhone. I had an iPhone for years. And somehow I managed to get my phone. I hit the little button that's on the side. I know now that that's what I did. But I turned that button off so it was to do not disturb. I couldn't get any phone calls that were coming through. It wouldn't vibrate. I wouldn't have any notifications. Now the notifications would show up if I had it flipped over like you could see it pop up on the screen, but it wasn't making any noise. So the reason of this is kind of embarrassing and also a little funny is that I didn't know I had hit that button in order for my phone to do that. So when I had had sick children over the month of December multiple times and needed to call into the nurse's office, I didn't know how to try to turn my phone on so that it would ring. So I constantly was missing the phone call from the nurse. Good, bad, not so smart, but you turning, knowing that that little switch that's on the side that's over by the volume can put it to do not disturb. As long as you know to turn it back on in times of need is a good thing. Now to go along with that with the cell phone is that if you have it on do not disturb, what I also do is I always flip it over. So if I'm at my desk and I'm getting work done and I am focused, my phone is flipped over so that I can't see any of the pop-ups that come through of notifications, that I've got a new comment on Facebook or that someone has messaged me on Instagram. It's turned over so that my attention is solely on the task at hand that I'm trying to get done. So that is definitely another good one to do. Okay, so a couple others is the next is the, kind of goes along with the Pomodoro app is setting a timer. Some of us, the Pomodoro app has you set up so that it's 30 minutes. Some of us might be able to keep our attention longer or less. Um, so setting a timer for yourself that works for you so that you know that you're trying to stay within that time of staying focused and then being able to take a break or get up and stretch, whatever it might be that you need to do. So still making sure that you are setting yourself up with this time to be laser focused. Okay, so the last one that I have here, I'm just making sure that I have all these, which I do. The last one is to plan your week out in advance. I am a huge believer of knowing what my week is going to look like. So every Sunday, I sit down, I write my task list inside my planner, and then I also will fill in my week with any calls that I have, with mastermind groups, whatever it is that I have appointment-wise, and then I will try to fill in when I'm going to get those tasks done. Now, in the past, that had worked really well for me, being a former teacher, being able to look at my planner, and I am a um, paper planner. I, just how I do it, I cannot, I have a really tough time trying to do it digitally. I only recently went to a digital calendar. So for me, using a program like Asana or Trello, it's just not in my wheelhouse. It's going to, I see it I end up wasting more time there because I'm trying to figure out how to use it. So for me, actually having a physical planner where I can look at my time slots and know what I have going on, whether it's appointments or whether it's tasks that I'm trying to complete, works best for me. 
Some weeks I am making sure that I'm putting in those tasks right in the time slots, while other weeks I may have more calls, more interviews, so I can't quite get tasks in there. I just have them listed, and then any chance I have in between calls, I will have to get a task done. So you really need to figure out your personality, what works best for you. But I want you to be able to take these 12 working from home tips and apply them within your business, but also with your family. When we work from home and we are often moms, it is really, really difficult to make sure that there are ground rules set up with our family. But if we can get to a point where we have that conversation, the expectations that go along with this. Now, I know that some of you might be thinking, well, I still get the eye roll when I tell my husband that I am working. Believe me, I remember those eye rolls. I remember living in New York and I was still teaching at the time and I would be on my laptop furiously typing away after one of the both of the girls had gone to bed and they were babies at this time. And we would have the TV on in the background. He'd be watching basketball or football or whatever was on, whatever sport was on at that season of time. Um, and he would look over at me and just do that. Oh, are you blogging? You know, the whole air quotes. I get it. You have to treat your business like a business. And instead of me kind of giggling and laughing it off and saying, yep, I'm blogging, honey. I needed to say, no, I'm writing content for my audience because they're looking for more content from me. Or no, I'm working on my social media strategy to make sure that I'm growing my page views so that we can increase our ad income that's coming into our business. You need to be able to articulate what it is that you're doing and why you're doing it. And you don't need to say it with an attitude because we all know where that will end up in a relationship. But just getting them to understand that you are looking at this from the business standpoint. If you treat it like a business, your loved ones will support you and start to treat it like a business. But if we're still just kind of shrugging it off like I used to do for years, then they don't know how to respond to it. They don't know what the expectation is. You're setting them up to treat it like a hobby. So I hope this episode really will help you get some productivity and stay focused while you are working at home. Treating treating your business like a business is absolutely the first step. All right, you guys, I appreciate you all so much for taking the time to listen in. We appreciate it when you are able to leave a review on iTunes. If you just take an extra second to be able to do that, that means the world to us. It helps other influencers and bloggers be able to find the podcast when you do that. I also love seeing how you're listening to the podcast. So if you could tag me in your Instagram stories at Jenny underscore Melrose, let me see how you're listening, whether you're traveling in the car on your way to spring break or if you're running in the pool, (laughs) whatever it might be. I love seeing how you're listening and you're likely to get a message back from me when you share it that way. All right, guys, until next time, I will see you all then.